Exactly. So if I have, so if, if me, I'm a distressed owner, you will, if I'm a distressed owner, I own a property that's worth that, uh, that's worth a hundred thousand dollars. But because I'm in a distressed situation, I say, Hey, I'll sell it to you sleeves for $80,000. You, me and you, well, you will write a contract. Me and you will write a contract, which is your equitable interest, right? For $80,000. So you are owning the rights to that home for $80,000. Then you go and find someone like Mike who will buy it for $90,000. Right. You and Mike, you and Mike, then basically you sell that contract, your equitable interest to Mike for $90,000. So there's a difference there. It's 80 and $90,000. That $10,000 difference is what you keep as the person that put that deal together. So that's just easy explanation. Just like, like uh, Bob yeah. said for, for uh, listeners out there who are unfamiliar with wholesalers. Hey, how's it going? This is Dan Wynn and Mike Glassby. And this is the military Cash Flow podcast where we teach service members how to build wealth and create passive cash flow through real estate. We cover real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned from other successful investors. Now, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, we need you to like, share, and subscribe. Now, let's get started creating this military cash flow. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Dan Wynn. And Mike Glassby. And welcome to Military Cash Flow. We have a great guest today. His name is Robert Shortsleeve. Uh, do you go by Bob sometimes, I hear? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do go by Bob. It seems Bob. like most folks in the real estate game, they, they call me Bob Sleeves. Bob so, Sleeves. All right, yeah. cool. That's dope. That's dope. All right, so we got Bob Sleeves on the, uh, on the, on the show today. And uh, Bob, would you mind introducing yourself, to kind of tell them what, a little bit about what you're about and what you're doing right now? Yeah, sure. So, um, uh, Bob Sleeves is the name. That's what I go by uh, as far as the real estate goes. Um, most everybody, Mike calls me Sleeves. Uh, Shelby, all the Five Pillars crew, they all call me Sleeves. But uh, yeah, I've been in the Army for 14 years now, I think. And um, yeah, started off like Mike as an 88 Mike truck driver. So did that for like like nine years or so. Then, uh, then realized, um, yeah, I just wanted to switch it up. So I, I reclassed, came over to the, the soft side. If y'all are, are uh, conventional um, and you're thinking about making a jump, go ahead and do it. I, th- I think the, gr- the grass is greener on the other side. <laughs> go ahead and do that. Um, no more big yeah, farm. So, uh, my real estate story. So <clears throat> I, I actually realized uh, uh, there's something that really intrigued me about real estate. Uh, when I was in the process of PCSing from Germany uh, back here to Fort Bragg. So um, in that process, you know, I'm looking at houses, I'm on Zillow, you know, all that stuff. And I'm, I realized like seven, eight hours had passed. And, and I just been looking at photos of houses for like eight hours. My wife had to remind me that, uh, you know, that I had to eat or get up and use the bathroom. Right. <laughs> so I realized there's something with real estate. And then, um, and then I started listening to podcasts and all that stuff. And, uh, uh, <laughs> So uh, I think I heard uh, Brandon Turner on Bigger Pockets say something about uh, just take action, right? I did. I bought a rice field in Indonesia. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> a rice field in Indonesia. We're gonna have to get into that. Go, yeah. go ahead and finish the story, but that's the, go ahead and finish the story, but that's the very first thing I want to talk about in Indonesia. No, no, no we're not gonna talk uh, about it because I don't know what I was doing. I still don't know what it's about. <laughs> but no. Oh, so that, that was my so take funny. action moment. Um, <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm the proud owner of a well actually it changed uh we changed it over to a dragon fruit field now. Oh uh, crazy, right? Um 
But yeah, then that's because there was, of course, a lot of mistakes made. In that. So I kind of got away from real estate for a little bit. I was looking at, uh, you know, honing my craft as in my new profession. And then I got really addicted to jujitsu for like a solid few, few years. Um, then realized after, you know, some TDYs and reenlistments, like I had this, this, you know, this bank account that I had to put to use. So I dove back into real estate and, um, yeah, made my first purchase with uh, with the Five Pillars crew, uh, with the Dan the Man kid representing me. Um, that was about eight months ago, and um, yeah, I, I have eight doors now. Nice, nice, nice. Fast. All right, so, so man, you went all over the place. We we, we you you pretty much experienced a lot just within real estate. Obviously, on the soft side, that's that's awesome too. But uh, so. Let's let's go back to the Indonesia thing really quick. I know I know people are listening like, what the hell? A rice field in Indonesia? <laughs> so let's let's talk about that. I mean, you said take action. You took any kind of action, which is which is awesome. I mean, it is whatever, a rice field in Indonesia, dude, you own some property. So let's talk about that one. How did you find that? Why a rice field in Indonesia? And like I, I don't know, where where was your thought process at? Because I think the average person would be like, all right, I'm gonna take action. If I'm gonna take action on anything. I'm just going to buy a single family home, but you mm -hmm. went way left field. <laughs> so, so what's that about? <clears throat> yeah. So uh, my wife is Indonesian, right? So, okay. so that's kind of the connection there, of course. And then um, uh, there, there was something in my mind at that, at that moment, the, the very, when I was, you know, early in my self-education of real estate that I just want to own a piece of property and have it appreciate and I don't have to worry about it. Right. So that's what I was thinking at the time. And, um, and it's kind of cool because, uh, my mother-in-law will also, she, she does benefit with the harvest. You know, she's making a little bit of money. She's managing the, the property essentially. Um, but really for me, it was just more of a, in a, a appreciation type play. Um, but then I, you know, I'm start starting to think about how I want to sell it, take that money and invest it here in, in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And then I uh, realized, you know, exchange rates are kind of weird, you know, so I'm, if I sell it now, I'm going to lose money. So, um, yeah, I'm going to own that thing for the rest of my life. Probably, so. So, so that's what I'm curious about. So I've never bought, I've thought about buying um, stuff overseas, but uh, in different mm -hmm. countries. So how did that process work? Like how much you pay for it? What, what was that in like U.S. Okay. dollars? And what, what are we talking here? Can you break down the, break that down just a little bit? Yeah, sure. So, uh, again, again, made some crazy moves, cashed out my Roth IRA, right? Didn't know that uh, I would be taxed and penalized if I pulled out uh, more than just my contributions. So uh, either I was misinformed or, or misunderstood, pulled out more than I should have. So I got taxed and penalized on that. Don't do that, y'all. Um, <laughs> then, um, yeah, I, I paid 18,000 USD for this thing. And um uh, yeah, it's just sitting there now, um, paying for my in-laws. They're, they're, they're quality, helping out with the quality of life over there in Indonesia. Um, but I do plan in the future to kind of, you know, spend half the year in Indonesia, half the, he half the year here in the U.S. So it, it's fine. Like, I'm not that worried about it. Um, but uh, I'm not seeing the benefits short term, that's for sure. And we... Go ahead. Yeah, no, we, we've talked we've talked about this before. I mean, that play there wasn't a massive, hey, this is my real first step into to real estate journey type of play. This was mm -hmm. a play that that truly helped out his family in that specific situation. Right. Uh, but you you approached it, you, know, you attended to approach it, you know, 
with uh, educated approach, like, hey, how can I hedge my risk? How can I, you know, come in there and still benefit my family at the same time? So overall, it's crazy play, but it worked out in your favor. <laughs> and that's what I it's love. It's a good about story. It's a good, I have a good story yeah. now. Right. That's what I was going to say. I love that about that. You did it with the intent to help out your family, but then also right. they're, you're helping out with their quality of life. I mean, at first it was a rice field. Now you said it's a passion fruit, a passion fruit. Field dragon, fruit. Dragon, dragon, dragon fruit, dragon fruit, dragon fruit. So, I mean, they can take that and they can, you know, I'm assuming sell, sell that local market and make them, you know, make some money off of that. So that's awesome. That's, that's, that's great. Um, so was there any restrictions, like as far as buying, buying overseas, where was it pretty much cut and dry? Did you like give the money to your mother-in-law to buy because you're a U.S. citizen or how did, how did that work? Yeah. So in Indonesia, um, <clears throat> if you're not a citizen, you can't own property. Oh, right? So, right. that's how that's how most places are like most countries are because I've tried to I was going to mm -hmm. buy a place in, a, in in another country and it was, you know, same thing. Yeah. They're like, oh, you got to be a, a citizen. So, right. Dude. So technically, I don't own anything in Indonesia. So, got you, got it's, you. It's, yeah, it's in my family's name. <laughs> um, so I just sent them over the money and, and they purchased it kind of thing. So. OK, OK, great. All right, so moving on. So uh, we learned about the uh, the dragon fruit field in Indonesia, uh, helping out the family. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, moving on to um, your your more current deals or your more recent deals, right? So now we're now we're buying in the U.S. So where where are we at with that, and how's that looking? Yeah, so I bought my my first two rentals. Um, my first one about eight months ago, and then another one like right after that with uh, Dan Mike from Five Pillars representing me um and then uh you know those are some good deals um but i realized that there's there's something more out there, there and and i realized as i'm buying these houses that you know my, my little nest egg of investment cash was slowly but surely dwindling away mm. right with these first two purchases so i was like i gotta figure out something to um you know to to help fill that gap right so i'm i decided to go into wholesaling Right. So I started off wholesaling on, I guess, on accident, really. Right. So I knew about it and stuff, but uh, wasn't really focused on I wanted to buy from wholesalers. I wanted to, to be a buy and hold investor that, that purchased good deals off the MLS and also from uh, from wholesalers. And uh, but yeah, I got a house under contract. I'm totally intended on purchasing it, dug deeper into the numbers, had contractors run it um, or walk it. And, and all that, and then um, realized that it didn't quite fit my criteria. So uh, I was like, oh yeah, I can assign the contract and make a couple bucks. So I did. Joe, one of Dan's uh, best buddies, um, that ended up being his first, his first purchase, was my first wholesale deal. Um, so yeah, that was pretty cool. Made, I think I made like, I don't know, like 4,000 bucks on that one maybe. I'd have to go back and look. But, uh, but yeah, had 4,000 bucks in my pocket and then um, that, that I could invest in elsewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, tip, like tip nugget right there, guys. Like the fact that, that Bob was in the environment around other investors, you were just rubbing elbows, man. And you knew immediately you had a certain intent for that purchase, but because you were around the right crew, you had an, uh, an exit strategy. You had an alternate solution to right. save yourself if you messed up, right? So just that's just the power of networking right there. I love it, man. Mm -hmm. I, I, I love that you had the uh, the you know the the wherewithal to think about hey what other exit strategies do I have? Um, so one one quick thing backing up, what is wholesaling? What does that what does that mean? So wholesaling is uh, 
going out, hitting the streets, finding off-market, um, either uh, um, so distressed property or distressed sellers, right? So, and then the the what's really great is whenever you combine the two, you find a distressed seller that has a, dis, a distressed property, right? So, um, just real simple. Whenever you you get a contract or or property under contract, uh, as if you're going to purchase the property, but I mean, you can, you can assign any property here in the U S right. So you get it under contract with the, with the seller. So you have the AB contract and then you have the BC contract, right? So after I get it under contract with the seller, I go out and find a buyer. It's typically someone with five pillars. Uh, they bring a buyer a lot of times, uh, and then they sign an, an assignment contract. So they, I assign my equitable rights in the property to the end buyer with that with that BC contract. Exactly. So if I have so if, if me I'm a distressed owner, you will, if I'm a distressed owner, I own a property that's worth that uh, that's worth a hundred thousand dollars. But because I'm in a distressed situation, I say, hey, I'll sell it to you, sleeves for eighty thousand dollars. You, me, and you, well, you will write a contract. Me and you will write a contract, which is your equitable interest, right, for eighty thousand dollars. So you are owning the rights to that home for eighty thousand dollars. Then you go and find someone like Mike who will buy it for ninety thousand dollars. Right. You and Mike, you and Mike, then basically you sell that contract, your equitable interest to Mike for ninety thousand dollars. So there's a difference there. It's eighty and ninety thousand dollars. That ten thousand dollar difference is what you keep as the person that put that deal together. So that's just easy explanation, just like like uh, Bob yeah. said for for uh, listeners out there who are unfamiliar with wholesalers. And you, and you mentioned that this is now kind of like your, your thing, right? This is kind of, you found this path of wholesaling. Why'd you choose wholesaling um, in your current situation over anything else? Fix and flips, buy and holds, or whatever the case may be. Being a real estate agent? Being a real estate agent. I get on him all the time, man. I get on. But no, but, but why'd you decide, uh, why'd you settle on wholesaling? What, what about it attracted you? Uh, it's just the process of hitting the streets, Finding sellers, negotiating the deals. Um, uh, uh, I, as I'm negotiating the deal, finding and finding ways to help uh, distressed sellers is, is really great too. Whenever I come out of a deal, and and you know uh, the, the seller's like, "Wow, thank you so much for that. That was, you know, I, I was in a situation. I was in a bind. I didn't think I was I could get out of it, um, and, and you really helped me out. So so thank you. That right there is is great, right? Because a lot of people, they don't know real estate, right? So they don't know their options. So they think they're stuck. They think they have to go into foreclosure. They think they, like a lot of folks, I just helped someone out with the, with the short sale versus foreclosure, right? I'm not making any profit on it, but I, I guided them in the right direction. So I'm constantly helping people, which is great. Um, that, that's really what intrigued me the most. And um, uh just the whole process of going out there, finding the, I'm all about acquisition, right? I love going out there, negotiating, talking with, with motivated sellers and getting it under contract. And that's why a lot of times I partner with five pillars, Mike, Dan, Shelby, because they can help with that disposition side of the transaction. And, and I can just do what I like, which is talking to sellers. That's, that sounds like, yeah, it sounds like you, you enjoy problem solving and, mm -hmm. and I forget who said it, but somebody says you're going to be, uh, compensated or you you will you will reap the reward based on the size of the problem that you can solve sure. and with wholesaling you know if you can really create a, a creative solution to a problem i.e short sales or whatever man you get to reap the rewards of it and everybody's happy
Right. Yeah, man. So you, um, <clears throat> so you started wholesaling. Uh, how many, how, how long ago did you start wholesaling? Um, how, about how many deals do you think you've done? And then uh, the third question, I'm kind of asking three questions here. Mm-hmm. Last question is, how are you making that work while you're still active duty? Mm, that, see that? Yeah, that, that's money right there. So, um, so I, I think I did that very first wholesale deal, um, that kind of accidental one, um, probably six months ago, six and a half, maybe coming up on seven months. So, so I guess I'm, I've been wholesaling since then. Um, but, uh, I think I've done a total of like 10 deal, 10 wholesale deals since then. So like a total of like eight, uh, 18 total real estate transactions in like the last eight months or so. Which- how, 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 how did, come on, man, you're, you're active duty. You've been in 14 years. So you're obviously at a position that has some responsibilities. You got the pink bike in the back. So you got some kids, right? Come on, man. How are you? How did you crunch all that into eight months? How'd you make that happen? So I'm going to say something that some people could see as controversial, right? So uh, a little while back, I listened to the the 10X rule with Grant Cardone, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I listened to the audio version, right? I listened to it, right? So, and it's him reading the book, right? Um, And he goes off, off script and he's like, all right, all right. If this isn't in the book, this isn't typed in the book. But what I'm going to tell you right now is something that you all need to listen to. Don't be a little bitch. Yes. I knew you were going to say that. Be a little bitch. I knew you were going to say that. I love that. I was like, oh. Don't be a bitch, y'all. That is literally my favorite part of that audio. That's my favorite, uh, my favorite part of the audio. You don't get that unless you are, uh, you know, listening to the audio version. Right? So that's money right there, y'all. That's money. That's like, come awesome. on, man. Don't be a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. That was my uh, favorite part, yeah. But no, for real, like, uh, yeah, right, right. Um, that is a big part of it. But really, it just comes down to, to being dedicated and really wanting to succeed, right? And, mm-hmm. and you hear all the stuff, you know, your you know, goal setting and, and all that kind of stuff like that, um, which is all fine and great. I got my, you know, my, uh, my little gratitude book right here in front of me, actually. And I do that every morning. And everybody's heard about that kind of stuff. But, um Really, oh, well, this is another one that I, I should really bring up, too, is uh, I read Traction. Well, I listened to Traction a little while ago, mm-hmm. and um, they say you need to create your business as if you're going to franchise it, right? Mm-hmm. So being in the military, I don't have a lot of time. I'm playing Army, yep. you know, 12 hours a day or whatever, so it forces me to build and structure the wholesale business in that manner, right? If I want to scale anyway, right? right? So... Uh, so yeah, I have uh, I have two virtual assistants right now. Um, I just hired my mom as my lead manager, which is kind of cool. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I have a like a, a driver slash appointment specialist. Her her job is to go out and put uh, lock boxes on properties, take photos, video walkthroughs. So I have a little little team, right? So that's kind of how. So kind of give you y'all an idea of how my day works out, right? So in the evenings, I have my cold caller. She's doing, um, doing that, and then leads are coming in. Leads are coming in, and throughout the day, my mother, my lead manager, is running numbers, um, contacting the those sellers and and verifying those leads and all that. And then as I'm driving home around 1700, I call her up. I say, "Mama, what's hot?" And then she's like, 
all right, yeah, this one really wants to sell. They're motivated. Here's the numbers. She knows how to, she essentially hands me a little package and I'm closing deals on the ride home from work. That's ah, money, man. Yeah, that's, that's how you do it, man. Dude, that's I money. love it. That's uh that that audio book the uh, to ten x when he when he says that that's my favorite part of the entire book man I love that and then I love that you you use that to fuel and then obviously with the traction piece um, setting up and systemizing your business right mm-hmm. um, hiring out other people I think that's one thing that um, a lot of military members I have a small small team as well and uh, when when we talk about or when people ask me about hey how are you doing all this stuff um, they don't they don't think about delegating things out, hiring other people, you know, tasking out other people to do, to do work, giving, making, making, um, all the difficult, all the time consuming stuff, hiring that out. And then you can actually deal with what's actually making you the most money, right. Which is closing deals, getting that package, like you said, and, uh, and executing that way. So that's phenomenal, man. That's great. I I think it's really important that, uh, you, what you said, you know, don't be a bitch, but apparently you are, are what's clear is that you made a priority. There's no, to me, there's no such thing as an excuse. Either you want to do it or you don't. Don't come to me with, oh, but I, I would do it, but, but, no, nah, man. You, it's not high enough of a priority for you. Right. You made it a priority. You structured your business, included your family. I mean, come on, man. That's, and as being veterans, we all understand teamwork. We all understand that none of us will be able to function in the military if it wasn't for a team, right? Yeah, you could be the gun shooter if you want to be, but I guarantee you got admin right behind you helping you out. You have your transportation cell helping you out. You have your communication cell. It's a team. And you've been able to kind of develop that same, take those same models and develop your own thing, man. That's awesome. That is awesome. Dude, that's, that's the biggest part too, like to, to kind of touch on what you said just a little bit there. I think a lot of people, again, when, we, when I talk to other, uh, other service members about like, hey, what we're doing here, um, they have a split between military and what you can do in the, like, the civilian world, right? So all these things that we learn in the military, the teamwork, like the, especially as leaders, right? Because you're a leader, Mike was a leader, I'm a leader. Um, we manage teams, right? Um, the same exact principles, those don't change from the military to the civilian world. You can take those same exact principles and apply them to what you're doing in the military world. And I don't think a lot of people are really understanding that. I think there's a split there like, all right, well, I manage a team in the military, but how am I gonna do all these things in the civilian world? For some reason, they have it in their mind that they have to do it themselves. It's like, no, man, you're doing you're doing all this over here. Just take it over here. You know, hire some people. You can do it. You know, so that's that's amazing. So let's talk about a little bit, um, a little more about the digging a little bit more deeper into the wholesaling because I'm extremely interested in the wholesaling. I just picked up a course, uh, the TTP course by uh, wholesaling Brent Daniels. Yeah, man, I, that was like uh, it was a pretty penny, man. I just dropped like four G's on that course. So for those of you who are out there listening. We, we take courses as well, man. Like we take courses, we pay for courses. I would spend four G's to make me a hundred G's, man. That's, that's just what it is. Yep. Um, but I'm extremely interested in wholesaling. So I'm curious, breaking it down a little bit. I understand your, your acquisition team, you kind of, kind of gave over there. It seems like you're giving your disposition to, um, to the five pillars for the most part, as far as, um, some of the systems that you're using to maintain that are you using things like a uh, deal maker and like, uh, prop stream. Can you kind of go into some of those, maybe what those are and how how you're how you're using this? I guess this is kind of selfish questions for me, but <laughs> no, it's it's great. Yeah, because that I'm just now figuring all this stuff out because I've only been doing this for you know a few months, right? So, um, but prop stream is for sure something you need. 
Um, and what's great about PropStream is you can pull a list on there, right? Um, uh, I use Podio as my CRM or my customer relations management system. So those, those two things and deal machine, right? So if you want to, if, if y'all want to start in wholesaling or if y'all just want to find your own deals as far as flips or buying holds, deal machine is where it's at. Start with deal machine. Um, I have, a, I have a bunch of drivers that drive, drive around town and find me deals on deal machine as well. How do you, uh, how do you do that? Are you like paying them? Hey, you get a percentage if you, if we close on this deal or like what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I got it set up. I have a contract and everything that they sign. They're essentially independent contractors that work for me. Um, so as soon as they get paid or uh, they add a hundred approved properties and that's cool. My wife is, is the approver of each uh, photo that comes in. Um, and I can send you all this stuff too, if, if you're interested in it. Heck yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. But no, uh, yeah, so as soon as they add 100 properties, they get $100, right? Because it takes a little bit of time for them to, uh, for me to close on one of their deals just the way direct mail works, right? So, um, but as soon as I close on one of their deals, like uh, my, um, uh, my friend, partner, um, my appointment specialist, Bree, she, uh, she's made a few thousand dollars off, uh, off the deals that I've closed on. And not to mention all the other stuff that she's getting paid for as well. And all she's doing is driving around, like she's going on her regular route to work, maybe taking a different route, right? Yep. Snap a picture, boom, put it in deal machine, and you, and you know, uploads there, it uploads to an Excel file, right? Yeah, you, you can export all your deals. If, if you don't want to send uh, uh, a piece of mail, a postcard to the, yeah. the owner's property, um, then you can export it and have, you know, folks cold call it, okay. you can get a skip trace and, and you can work it. A lot of people do it like that just because it's a little bit faster turnaround, but I, I love direct mail. All right. Excellent. I okay. It. I love it. Are you using bandit signs as well? No, I, I haven't started bandit signs, but I did just pay $5,000 to, uh, to learn how to advertise on radio. Mm. I, I think I know what course you're talking about. Yeah, I, I, I bet I know exactly what course you're talking about. Yeah, too. yeah, it's on, it's on TTP. It's REI yep. Radio. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 So I, I uh, yeah, I'm taking that course right now. I just went through the first module, so uh, we'll see how what comes out of that. So really, what it is for me is I want to build my business around the lifestyle I want to live. Right. Ah, let's go. Let's talk right? about it. So it, it's all about having people call me and tell me. They want to sell their house, right? Because I'm constantly reaching out to potential sellers and like, you know, I was doing cold calling myself for a while, just sitting down for hours and all that. So it, it's a grind. It's a grind, right? Mm -hmm. What I really want is people to contact me, right? So things like bandit signs, <clears throat> radio, TV, all the other, the, the, PPC. the outbound marketing. Yeah. Right? So, well, I'm sorry, inbound. So the, the leads are coming into me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And I just sit back and I have my mama answer the phone, right? Right. So Bro, this, this is, this is like, I love how you identified early that you want to design this business to create the lifestyle that you want to live. Yeah. And you did not use the excuse because a lot of people do this. Oh, well, I have to first build a name for myself and everybody has to know me in 50 states before I can build a system like that. No, you're, you desi you decided to build the foundation that way, bro. That is, that's money right there. That's and you can't fail forward, y'all mm -hmm. fail forward. I I'm constantly failing. I, 
listen to this. I deleted my entire cash buyers list the other day. Mm. Off a of podio. You can't get it back. Mm. Like, like, I'm just constantly failing forward. On the day day. <laughs> right? That hurt me. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Yeah. So, and, and the big thing is you began with the end in mind. You, you, did, right. you did two crucial things that I think is, um, are crucial in making a successful business or, or, or reaching success, right? One is you began with the end in mind. So you had an idea. You're like, all right, this is exactly how I want to live my lifestyle. You planned it out, right? Um, and then two, you um, begin with the end in mind. Then two, you systemize everything. You delegated everything out. You use those those skills that I assume that you learned learned while serving, right? Building teams, working with teams, and you applied that to the civilian side to your own business. And you're and you're delegating, giving ownership to other, maximizing your time, right? Mm-hmm. So those those two things alone, is, I think, are crucial to uh, success in business and in and just in life in general. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's huge. All right, so wholesaling. So we talked uh, wholesaling, and we're we're likely going to have to talk a little bit more once we uh <laughs> once we get done with the uh, with this episode because like I'm sure. super super interested in it right now. And I'm I'm trying to move that way as well. Um, but moving to the the more hold um the buy and hold deals, right? So we're doing wholesaling the entire time. Why are we wholesaling? I assume we're wholesaling to buy more buy more assets, right? Right. Yeah. Using that, that, uh, that active income to purchase the, the properties to create that passive income. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So let's talk about some of the passive income, uh, that, that you have going on right now. We're, we're tracking the, the dragon fruit field. Uh, <laughs> and, and I know you said you had eight units, so I don't know if those are all duplexes or if they're all single families or multifamily. Can you break some of that down and maybe some of the, the most, the more interesting deals that you've done, uh, on the buy and hold side? Yeah, sure. Um, so let's see. Uh, um, <clears throat> when I say eight doors, four of those doors are are a duplex. I'm sorry, a quad. quad. Um, and then uh, I actually have two <clears throat> two burrs going on right now. So one being the quad, and then one being a uh, a three bed, one and a half bath, and I'm turning into a uh, a three two full bath. What does the burr mean? The burr, the burr strategy. Everybody burr. Knows the burr strategy. Yeah. So you buy the property, you rehab the property, you rent out the property, um, you refinance, and then you repeat that process, right? So uh, that's that's my favorite way to go about it. I like to get properties, um, like purchase them, put completely fix the capital expenditures, brand new roofs, brand new HVACs, um, and, and basically have a brand new house so I don't have to worry about it. And, and my expenses are extremely low for, you know, 15, 20 years or, or whatever. Right. So, um, but yeah, so I, I do wholesale. I'm a buy and hold guy that happens to, to wholesale on the side to fund my rental habit. You okay. got me. Right. So I, a lot of other wholesalers yell at me. They're like, you need to close more wholesale deals. I'm like, Nah, boss, you got it messed up. <laughs> I, I buy everything I can and wholesale what I don't want or what I'm too, or what I can't, right? Cherry pick. Yeah, exactly. I'm buying everything. So I, I, got, a, I got a warehouse in a contract right now. Nice. Right. So yeah, weird. But, um, but yeah, it, it's all about uh, mm. uh, getting that, that active income to purchase more rentals my, to, to fund that passive income. 
Excellent. So let's break down some of those. Uh, so we said we had a four unit and you're doing the birth strategy. Can you give us an example, um, the example, how you're using the birth for, you know, for people that aren't, aren't, you know, don't know what the birth strategy is or how that okay. works. Yeah. So, uh, the, for the quad, um, I purchased it with a line of credit. Got me a Tina loan. Mike, help me out. Yup. <laughs> if y'all in the Fayetteville area and y'all need some lines of credits and, and all that stuff, hit up me or Mike, you know, and we're going to point you in the same with. direction. Yeah. <laughs> stellar, stellar lender. Oh man. Good stuff. So I have, I have multiple lines of credit. So I purchased the property with those lines of credit. Um, I'm doing the rehab with those lines of credit. And then, uh, here in a few months, I'll be able to do a cash out refi, pay off those lines of credit and then have a cash flowing property. See what, one thing I want to highlight is a lot of people say, um, you know, some people may have a step up because they can borrow money from friends and family. But guys, if you just get creative, there's a lot of short-term money out there. You don't have to do a hard money loan, right? Where you're paying two points at 10% interest. No, go out and get a line of credit, maybe get a cash advance on a credit card. Now, obviously there's some stipulations with the interest rates and things like that that you have to consider. But I'm trying to say there's literally no excuse to why you can't find, especially if you're working in the price point you know, that a lot of these deals are, we're working well under a hundred thousand dollars for a lot of these deals on purchase and the rehab. Come on right. guys, get a little creative. And it. you can make, and you can easily make a, a good 20, 25, maybe even $30,000 off, off just a cash out refi, or maybe not just cash out refi, but if you want to flip it, maybe the cash out refi, yeah. you, you know, you make all your money back plus, plus $10,000 or so, but then you got to think about it. You just, own or you own and manage a rental property essentially for free you got paid to do that and you have infinite return on investment so yes it's just it's just a all-out win especially for those military that are listening right now and i mean we all have a stable income so i mean it's pretty easy you know to link up with mike and i the the, the key lender that you're talking about i'm sure you know they look mm -hmm. at our credit they look at yeah. you know our stable income and it's pretty easy for us to qualify for these loans with with line of credit with lines of credit. So as long as you have a little bit of knowledge and how to use it, then I mean, you're pretty much money. And then if you don't, then link up with people like myself, Mike and, and Rob Sleeves here, or Bob Sleeves here, and you know, we can definitely help you out. I mean, it's, it's too easy. We're all about uh, sharing the knowledge and creating some more wealth within our community, so. Absolutely. Yeah, and then you, you mentioned something about the network earlier, Mike, that I, <clears throat> that I wanna hit on, and, and you're talking about it too, Dan, is, uh, and, uh, you know, five pillars, you hear about it pretty often too, right? You need your core four to get started, right? So one, being a, uh, a contractor, you need a good contractor, you need a good lender, right? And you need a good property manager. And you also should start off with a good real estate agent that's investor friendly, right? And what's, what's great about it is if you got a rock star real estate agent, they're going to line you up with everybody else. You hook up with Mike, Dan, Shelby, all those folks, five pillars. You're good. They're going to line you up. You're going to have your rock stars lined up and they're going to really help you out. So, um, another thing I'll highlight is, um, so with you find, being able to find out an agent in your area, that's great. The agent can usually line you up, but if you're maybe starting off on the investing side and you're not necessarily looking to buy and sell through an agent, then find an attorney. Cause honestly, some of my first deals were with an attorney. The attorney walked me through, he held my hand through my first subject twos, through my first owner financing deals, right? And, but again, that attorney has to be real estate investor savvy as well. So you gotta have to really align it. But, but yeah, yeah, Bob's exactly right. If you can identify those key players, 
leverage your weaknesses. Leverage your weaknesses and find those people that have those strengths. So I've talked about this several times um, in different videos. If you guys look at the Military Cash Flow uh, YouTube channel, you'll find videos on a lot of topics that we talked about, the birth strategy, like in, in detail. Also, you know, finding and building a team, right? Um, and one of those people I talk about a lot of times is the realtor. All right. So I have my own opinions about realtor. What to you uh, for a rock star realtor that's investor friendly? Um, what does that mean to you versus a realtor that's not? Right. So first off, they have to be an investor, right? Mm -hmm. They have to be an investor themselves, right? So in, um, when I was looking for an <clears throat> investor friendly agent, I was, you know, calling everybody on Zillow trying to talk to folks, right? So um, what I realized, if, if, you, if you say something to them about, hey, yeah, you know, I heard about this burr strategy. Can you help me find properties similar that will help me out with that burr strategy? What? What are you talking about? Click, keep it moving. Right. Um, so, so you want to ask certain investor type questions, right? Because not, not to say that they're bad real estate agents, they're, they're just di focused on something different. Right. Um, so you need really, you gotta, the first question could be is, Hey, real estate agent, are you an investor? I want to be an investor. Will you help me? And then if, you, if they say yes, then you can kind of move forward. If no, um, try to find somebody else direct. I love it because there's so many people, you know, everybody hears it all the time. Well, uh, it's a tax question. So I asked my uncle, like, well, what? <laughs> like, your uncle doesn't have a tax background. What do you mean? Or it's like, I'm, I'm going for the NFL. So I'm going to my cousin who quit playing in high school. It's like, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> so uh, you have to align yourself with people who are doing it or who know what they're yes. talking about. So, so I love true. that. That, that's my first question with a, a, to find Rockstar real, uh, Realtors as well. Hey, are you an investor? Do you own any property? Mm -hmm. um, people, like, it's so crazy to me that there's, there's, I mean, I get it, you know, real estate agents, you know, they, it's crazy to me that real estate agents deal with homes all the time, 24-7, but, and they, they know the advantage of them. They're trying to sell it to you. They're saying, yeah, own a property. You know, maybe you want to take it to rental, but, but they don't have any rentals themselves. They can't talk what, a bur what, what it means to, you know, to burr a house. They can't talk. They don't know the numbers. Like I'm, I'm telling um, my very first experience with a realtor um, when I tried to buy my first rental property, I said, hey, I'm looking for a 2% deal. Because um, th this was around 2015-ish timeframe. So they were out there at that time, especially where I was looking. Um, and, and for those of who aren't um, familiar with like a 2% deal or 1% deal, it's essentially whatever the value of the home is, um, the, you should be collecting twice that amount uh, minus a couple zeros um, in, in cap and rent basically. So for example, a 1% deal, if there's a hundred thousand dollar house, I need to be collecting a thousand dollars in rent. That's 1% deal to make that same scenario, a 2% deal. If it's a hundred thousand dollar house and I want a 2% deal, I need to be collecting $2,000 a month in, in uh, rent. So that's what I was looking for at the time. And I was looking for multifamily and this realtor had no idea what I was talking about, but I kept going with her. Um, and she, she basically put my criteria into the MLS and then just left it that way. And they just yep, sent me yeah. emails, you know, I was like, well, I could have did this on Zillow. I didn't need you to do that. And then she tried to get me to sign an exclusivity contract oh. for like 90 days. And I'm like, you didn't even do anything. <laughs> like, so now if I go and try to buy my, uh, buy a property for, for something that you didn't help me with, I have to pay you a percentage for, for the deal when you didn't do anything at all, but basically do a Zillow search for me. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. So that is my key differentiator between rockstar realtors and 
and um, realtors that know how to invest because the uh, the investor friendly realtors they'll look for the off-market deals for you. And then on top of that, they're okay with you underbidding on prices. So that's another thing that I think uh, some realtors are not comfortable with doing. Um, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that's a good question too, because uh, um, some agents aren't, aren't really comfortable with you putting in like 40 offers a week at like you know, 50 cent on the dollar. Right. When, when, I, when I was looking for that first property, I had Daniel Kidd working his butt off, probably put in 40, 50 offers within a week just to find one deal, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, it, it, they, they should be somewhat comfortable with putting in multiple offers in a week. That's yep. big. And they should be able to design the system, you know, according to be able to facilitate that. Mm -hmm. so, yep. so let me ask you, all right, you, you got all this, this experience in a short amount of time, right? and you've done it while you're fully active duty with the family in the background, what would be one piece of advice for you could provide to a service member who's just looking uh, to get started in real estate? Um, and you, you hear this all the, like, all the information's out there, y'all. Uh, you don't have to go very far. You just have to spend a little bit of time, right? The YouTube podcast, like you have folks all over the place that are giving out free content on how to get educated um, when it comes to real estate investing. Take advantage of that stuff. I, I just now paid my first, uh, for my first mentor, right? Which is really not necessary. I don't need to do it, right? But get out there, go to real estate meetups, um, talk to people, like, don't be, don't be scared to tell people, I don't know what I'm doing because there's, that's what's great about real estate is so many people are willing to come together. When they see that someone is not, um comfortable or they're new a lot of times they take them by the hand and they're like hey i got you let's let's move forward and, and we can help each other out so i would say get out there educate yourself big Love time it. dude that's phenomenal man like and, and uh, again with that coaching aspect um i think coaching just helps bring you to the next level I, like i take a lot of courses people wouldn't believe how much money i spend on courses um but we find results, you know, I, I, I know every single one of us have taken courses and probably spent thousands and thousands of dollars on courses and, um, and the results, you know, the results speak for themselves. So, um, while, while, yeah, you can go out and get a bunch of free information. It's, 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 it's all out there. People are willing to help, you know? And the, and the best, I mean, yo, you can get all the education you want. You could pay $30,000. If you don't take action, it means nothing. Yes. So, so, you know, if I love it, man. Yeah, go out there. There's no excuse, right? We just said it. It must not be a high enough priority because, right, like Bob said, you got plenty of free education out there. You got plenty of meetups where people are inviting. They want you to come. They want to help educate you, right? But you got to take action. You have to take action. Turn your cable off for a good solid six months. Don't watch TV. Yeah, cancel your Netflix account. How about that? Cancel all that <laughs> stuff because I know soldiers, right? I used to sit down on Sunday for a solid – 12 hours and watch football all day long, right? But, you know, here on a Saturday, early enough in the morning, I'm talking to real estate folks. You know what I mean? So, Excellent. All right, so Bob Sleeves. Bob Sleeves, where can our listeners find out more about you? Where can they reach you if they have any questions? Yeah, so I have an Instagram um, and, uh, and a Facebook. And then if you just uh, type in Bob Sleeves, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that pops up. Uh, so yeah, and especially if you y'all are interested in any in really good bird deals, 
uh, I can add you to my cash buyers list. Um, so just hit me up on social media and, uh, and you know, we can have a conversation on what your criteria is and, and I can try to find you a deal. Love it. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, so uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. You provided so much value for those out there listening. Um, I know you're going to continue to crush it in the real estate world. Hey, for those out there who are listening or uh, watching the podcast, please do us a favor, you know, like, share, subscribe, leave us a, leave us a uh, five-star rating on the podcast on whatever you're listening to. Um, we really, really appreciate that stuff that helps uh, kind of fuel the fire and give us more energy to, to keep doing this stuff. It, it's basically feedback, letting us know that you're, you're getting value out of this. So we really, really appreciate that. Um, with that said, this is Dan Wynn and Mike Glassby, and this is the military cash flow podcast and YouTube channel <laughs> signing off. <laughs>